Welcome back to another episode of Unmother and Unbothered. I am your host, Precious Detina, and thank you for tuning in for this week's episode. So, the last episode was all about gaslighting. You know, kind of like, that's not the way I remember that. I think you're overreacting. Um, you misunderstood. I may have said that, but I didn't mean it that way. Those types of phrases sound familiar to you. We discussed similar things on the last episode, um, just as a way to help you see if you have been gaslighted in the past or possibly currently in a relationship specifically with your mom in which she is gaslighting you. And so we went over six different ways to tell if you are being gaslighted or have been. So what I am going to do on this episode is directly take each of those six clues and talk about and discuss ways that I have combated those different traits. So these are things that I had to do, I have done. I, I don't have to deal with that right now in my life currently, but I may have to uh, again in the future. But these are things that I did to really help me to get over dealing with being gaslighted. So the first um, like clue or tip that I gave you was, does your mom make you question your past? Things that you remember situations and circumstances that she make you question them and kind of have you thinking that something is wrong with you. So the first thing I would say um, that worked for me is like when I discuss my past or when I have discussed the past with someone, I simply do it to discuss it. I'm not looking for them to validate anything. You know, when you go to someone, you need to let them know I'm not here for you to agree with me. I'm not here for your acknowledgement. Um, I'm not here for you to validate what I know already to be true. And you can say that. You can say, look, I'm not looking for you to validate what I know that it's already true. We're just having a discussion. Um, and your opinion, I'm not, I'm not really asking for that because I know what happened. You guys are going to be discussing your past and certain situations from the past for whatever reason. And you don't need to start off with, do you remember so-and-so? Like, I'm not sure, but because that gives them a little bit of wiggle room to come in there and to deposit doubt into your mind. And so you want to go in very confidently about that. Um, If you don't feel confident about it, then just fake it. Like, just fake like, no, you know, I'm pretty much I know that that happened and just stand firm in that people have a hard time manipulating people that just won't go for it if you're not um, someone who they can deposit doubt into and completely change how you feel or what you thought you knew if you're not someone like that then they you're no longer a target and so you'll have to start acting that way way before you probably really feel that way. But it's okay. I mean, it's 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 practice for when you really, really begin to feel like, mm, I'm not going to let you do that to me. Um, so one thing that you need to remember, too, is that like allowing 
someone to place doubt in your mind is saying that you trust what they're saying more than you trust yourself and your own memories. Why would you question what you know to be true and how you feel in your thoughts and trust theirs more? Okay, so you have to stand firm in what you remember and verbalize it if you need to and let them know that you're not looking for them to acknowledge it, remember it, validate it because you already know it's true. We're just having a discussion. The second clue was um, when someone or your mom makes you feel as if your feelings aren't valid. You should not feel how you feel. And I always say uh, your feelings are valid. Doesn't matter what the emotion is. It's valid. Just don't let it lead your actions. Um, And so the thing to remember is No one can tell you how to feel and they may not agree with how you feel, but they have to respect it. And they may say that your feelings are wrong. You you know, I didn't mean anything by that. I I get that you're angry, but you're angry for no reason. Because when I did so-and-so and when I said so-and-so, I really didn't mean it that way. Blah, 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 blah. The thing about that is you have to trust patterns. You know, if all your life, you know, or years and year after year after year, you have been told that you're feeling the wrong emotion, that you shouldn't feel a certain way, or you feel this way about me and you're wrong. Um, You need to reconsider that. If you've been told that for years, then it's pretty obvious that your feelings are valid and you're being manipulated into thinking that they aren't because again it's all about control right so trust patterns there are times that we're going to feel a certain way and there are times that we're going to um think someone is doing something to us um and they may not be doing it or they uh, one specific action someone has done and we take it a certain way and we're wrong that happens all the time but that's when you have to look at patterns you have to look at the history you have with the, with your mom you have to look at the culture of the relationship you have with your mom and i used to be told by my cousin all the time um you know well no y'all know you were upset by that but that wasn't really anything to be upset about because, I mean, that's just something that I would have done to my own kids. And I believe for a while, but I always had a little just feeling deep down inside that would never go away that I was being bs I just always had that feeling and I just got tired of it. And I expressed myself. And when I began to stand up for myself and express myself and to tell her what I wasn't going to take and accept and that I felt like she was a liar is around the time that uh, she just decided that I couldn't stay there anymore because I was no longer a person she could manipulate. She couldn't do it. So you absolutely have to look at the patterns and, and, and be able to say, okay, you know, you always telling me this and, and I can't, I can't rock with it not anymore because I know something's not right the third clue that you are being gaslighted is if your mom competes with you like wants to be you wants to make friends with your friends and hang out with your friends 
And this is a tough one because it starts with confidence. It starts with self-love. All of these really do. You have to love yourself. You have to be confident in yourself. You cannot allow a little competition from a woman who should not compete with you to bother you. And so I know that it's tough, but remember this, and this really can be a daily affirmation. No one can be you better than you can. There's only one you. So regardless of whether your mom tries to um, compete with you and wants your friends and talk like you, maybe dress like you and uh, act as if she's more your friend uh, than your mom, she'll never be able to be you. She helped create you. You have some traits that are similar possibly, but no one else can be you but you. Okay, so that takes some confidence. That takes some time to kind of build up that self-love for yourself. And the more I thought about this, I was like, you know, if someone is trying to compete with me, that means that I'm a worthy, uh, I'm, I have to be a worthy opponent. You're not going to just want to compete with somebody uh, and try to be like them and have their friends and take on their, you know, personality and their persona if they garbage, if they're trash. I have to be a worthy opponent if you're trying to compete with me. And you got to learn how to flip that thing. You got to learn how to be like, oh, you know, I'm so flattered that you want to be like me. You want to have my friends. And I'm so flattered. And you don't have to say it in those words. You know, I I have a very um, blunt personality. Um, And so I may say it a little differently. I don't remember exactly what I said to. This wasn't my cousin I had to use this on. But I don't remember exactly what I said because I was younger probably a little little more respectful than that. But in essence, I just had to kind of play their game with them. This is so nice. This is sweet. I am so flattered that you want to be like me. Wow. What a compliment. And again, that's if, if that's not your personality, you don't have to verbalize it that way or verbalize it that you can say it to yourself. Self-talk does work. And if they're trying to live through you, which is you know, a part of just kind of competing with you and wanting to be your friend and, you know, wanting to be friends with your friends, then that means that they were not fulfilled in their lives. At some point, your mom is missing something. There's something she wanted to do. There's something she wanted to become. And maybe you're looking like you may accomplish some of those goals or your or your own goals, and she's not happy about it. So as a result, she wants to compete and and take on some things that you're doing. So it's about her. Nothing to do with you. There's nothing wrong with you. The fourth clue was comparing siblings. So the thing about comparing siblings is this. The scapegoat child is normally the easiest target. I saw this firsthand. I think someone tried to scapegoat me. I won't say who. Uh, in my family and it just never worked because I've always been outspoken um my self-esteem and like uh, my emotions haven't always been attacked but I've always kind of spoken my truth even if I was crying or um afraid of the repercussions so this didn't work but I've seen um this scapegoat child versus the golden child play out very closely to me and 
the sibling that was the scapegoat was the easiest target. I began to read and research and I was really right. So the scapegoat child is um, normally, whether you're an adult or not, the sibling, you're um, passive, you're emotional, like you wear your, you know, your feelings on your sleeve a lot of the times. You're unsure of yourself. You won't speak up. You are self-sacrificing. You know, you'll sacrifice your happiness, your time, your energy, your resources for other people. Uh, you're compassionate and empathetic. And, you know, you really forgive people who do something to you because you just have such a huge, huge heart. And it's easy to blame you for all of the problems, blame you for everything that's going wrong or point out all of your flaws. But the golden child could do the same thing and nothing will happen to them. That is because the golden child ain't having it. In the scenario that I know of personally, the golden child was outspoken, did not go for being told something um, that they knew was incorrect called it would call it out immediately they didn't allow people to speak to them any kind of way they were not selfish but they were not self-sacrificing they did not allow their happiness to be derailed so that someone else could be happy they didn't allow themselves to be put down in in an effort to on the on her mom's on her mom's um her mom's effort on her mom's side to make herself feel better she didn't allow that so she spoke up so you can't you can't uh, you can't have the golden child be the scapegoat because the personalities they don't match golden child ain't having it they're not going for it so who do you go to you go to the easier target what you have to do and i saw this recently and, and, and this person, uh, she's, she's an adult now, but it took her years. She had to stop allowing other people to blame her, her mom, for mistreat. Like, for, like she would get blamed for the way her mom treated her. And she had to stop allowing her mom to blame her for things that she just knew were absurd. She was tired of it. She didn't allow her to guilt her, make her um, take on shame that she didn't deserve. She just really was tired of it. She had seen the pattern her whole life. Other people saw it, and she just wasn't having it anymore. And she just stopped letting that happen to her. And it was not immediate. It was gradual. But it did happen. She also, um, which I, I gave this advice to her, she stopped playing the victim. You know, like the um, constantly saying, you know, why are you treating me this way? And when so-and-so does this, they don't get anything. Why is it that you always point out and just getting upset and kind of like, I'm so hurt. I'm... All of that is valid. But you have to begin to take control. You can't play the victim forever because people treat you how you let them. After a while... If things are continuously happening to you, it's because you're allowing it to happen. For years, you have said, why am I being treated differently? This is not fair. Can't you see this? You're upset, you're crying, you're emotional, and nothing changed. But that's because you're allowing it to happen. So you have to stop playing the victim. And this is pretty, pretty harsh to some people, but this is the reality of some stuff. Some things, you can't continue to play the victim 
in, in when it comes to things that you can change. And that's exactly what this young lady did. And I have been saying it for years. It doesn't matter that she continues to do it. She's not going to stop. She's never going to admit that she even does it. You're going to have to make her stop. What you have to do, find validation within yourself. Stop looking outside to other people to validate you. The scapegoat is, is hurt and upset and emotional and sad and betrayed because they are being constantly told that they're doing something wrong and that they're the source of a problem. And they never hear that praise. They never hear positive things about them. But when you seek validation from other people and from the outside, you're never going to get what you need. You need to look for that inside yourself. Don't take responsibility for things that you can't control. The scapegoat takes on the responsibility for all harmful things that happen, whether it's in the household, whether it's just in life and their life with school or with their job, it's never going to be, you know what, you're right. I, I, I see why you did something. So it's always going to be your fault. Stop allowing it to happen. Don't take responsibility for things that you can't control or that you know is not your fault. If you know it isn't and you're saying, I could not control that, this is not my fault, then just let it go. Stop trying to get them to see it. Know that, stand in it, and move on. Don't listen to the negativity, and you can walk away if you would like to. Now, there are situations that are more extreme in a household, you know, with younger kids. I get it, but you don't have to tolerate the negativity. And if you're young and you can't leave or, you know, you have to stand there and listen, just don't internalize it. You have to practice that. Let it go in one ear and out the other. Remember the key to this and all of these solutions is really self-love. It's really self-love. Trust your own opinion. Trust your own emotions and your own gut feelings. All right, I'm going to move on from that because I could talk all day about it. The fifth trait or clue was that your mom kind of envies you, envies your talents, envies your success, and shows this by like discouraging you from doing things or participating in things that are beneficial to you. Things that everybody else would think were amazing. So with this one, you won't really see it at first. It's hard to see or think that your mom is jealous of you or envious of you and would, and, and would sabotage you on purpose. But it happens. Um... Why would you see it? You know, it's not supposed to be that way. But the proof is in action. The proof is in the actions. All you hear is, you shouldn't do that. No, that's not a good idea. Oh, I know you think that that's a good idea, but no, you shouldn't do this or that. And you're thinking, I don't get it. Like, this is amazing opportunity. This is great. Like, what is the issue? But to com combat this one, you have to trust yourself. Why put their opinion about your life and about, about you, why would you put their opinion above yours? Again, one way to grasp whether or not your mom is just being envious and trying to hold you back, or, you know, if she really truly feels like that, is to seek the counsel from other people in your life that you really, really know mean you well. Friends, other family members, your siblings, could be your other parent. 
if everyone else thinks it's a great idea, you know, and you, you already do, and your mother's the only one that has something negative to say, it has to be personal. Start thinking about history and thinking about has she ever thought anything was a good idea when it came to me? Did she ever say, yes, I think you should do that good job? Hmm. Um, you got to ask, too, if if her opposition is always superficial. Is it based on facts, sensible factors, or is it just superficial and about her feelings in like outright negativity? So for example, if you are really, really wanting to attend a certain, you know, college or university, you have been a great student your whole life, um, you got a scholarship and you're just excited about it. It's a big deal. Everyone is excited. But when you talk to your mom, she says superficial things such as, well, that's really far away. You know, you probably shouldn't go far away. And you're like, oh, it's like two, three hours. Well, that's too far. And you know, you don't know how to do laundry. I mean, and then something could happen. I mean, no one can get to you. You're so far. Those are superficial things, you know, in the grand scheme of getting an amazing scholarship opportunity. So with my father, there were some schools that I wanted to attend. When I graduated from high school, there were a couple of schools I just died to go to. Didn't know anything about them, basing it off of a name or popularity. And there were some who were opposed to, but they were all substantiated with factual, sensible information. So he would say... You know, you know, I'm against that school because out-of-state tuition is going to be this much. And, you know, you don't want to be stuck paying all of that back in debt because I can't afford to pay for that. Or let's look at the, the school, the history of, of the school. You know, is, are, are there a lot of changes in leadership, funding issues? What about the actual school within your school, the business school? you know, uh, fine arts, education, where do they rank in the nation as far as their programs? And does the school even have your major? And if they do, what type of students do they produce? You know, those were things that he would say yes or no. You can't go to this school because you want to do X, Y, Z, and they don't even offer, you know, that major. Or they're having issues with, with funding, or they can't keep a president. You know, and I was upset as a young child, but... I get it now as an adult, they were substantiated in like factual, sensible information. Not, you don't know how to wash clothes yourself, so you don't need to go. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> it's just kind of ridiculous, you know? So you really need to think about that. Um, the last clue was for your mom to make you think that what you witnessed or experienced them doing is completely different from what they're saying out of their mouth so that's purely a mind game it would infuriate me at this age for me to witness someone doing something and then for them to say I didn't do that it would infuriate me I would want to punch you in your face that sounds harsh but I would I didn't say I would do it I would want to because you are really really calling me stupid and blind and deaf and dumb. Okay. You have got to use wisdom. If you were physically abused, 
You were just physically abused or currently physically abused. It's no way to argue that. If you saw dishes being thrown, doors being slammed, etc., then you saw what you saw. Like people say, I said what I said, then you saw what you saw. You're not crazy. Your mom wants you to think you're crazy. You're not crazy. You saw what you saw. You experienced what you experienced. This one is a purely mind games and don't fall for it. Again, you have got to follow your spirit. Follow that voice inside. Some call it your intuition, whatever you would like, but you got to follow in it. Follow what it says do. You got to listen to it. Trust yourself. And it's a process, but it can be done. When you begin to trust yourself, listen to your own, the sound of your intuition, of your own spirit, hear it, understand what it's saying, and trust it, things will change in your life. People uh, won't be able to treat you any kind of way. And, you know, since we're specifically talking about a mother-daughter relationship, your mom will not be able to any longer manipulate you and cause you to think that you're crazy and that the things that you know happen, uh, happen, you will know that she's trying to gaslight you and she'll have to move on to someone else or be miserable. And if she continues, then, you know, you need to take some other action as you get older and you become an adult, then you have your own household, your own life. You can control that. That's a different episode, but it's a process, but you have got to begin the process of Seeking validation from inside yourself and not outside. Trusting who you are and that no one can do it like you do it. Do what? Do life. Do you. Do the things that you do and contribute to the world. And when people really, really try hard to bring you down, to attack your spirit, because your spirit is the one thing you can't. When someone attacks your spirit and your spirit is down in the dumps, it is the toughest part of you to heal. So you have got to start. It may be a long road. It may be just a click. It may be like the the flip of a switch. I don't know, but it can happen. So I hope some of these experiences that I've shared, um, some things that I've done uh, helps you. I'm not telling you... um, that you have to do these things. I'm telling you that these things have worked in my life. They have worked in my life. Hands down. There's no question in that. So I hope that you find some use in it. Remember, nobody can do you like you do you. And above all else, healing starts with recognizing that what you were told and forced to believe about yourself is wrong. Once you realize that, you'll be free as a bird. Talk to you later. Okay, y'all, did you love it? If you did, head over to iTunes and leave me a five-star rating, review, and be sure to share as well. Let people know what's going on. Let people know what I'm doing over here. Um, I'm also going to ask a favor. So if you downloaded the Anchor app in order to hear my podcast or to hear someone else's podcast, why don't you try the feature, the message feature, where you can send me a message. You can let me know what you're thinking about a specific episode or about the podcast in general. 
you never know I may just play it on the next episode thank you so much for all of the support and I will talk to you next time